We are in Yavam Masjid Beis and Beis in the Arshul Gemara. It's on 12b1. We are starting a new topic today, and we're going to be discussing uh, the uh, one issue within the halachic, halachic issues involved in birth control. Now, there's really two different topics to discuss when you discuss birth control. One topic is not our issue. The first topic is... Uh, there is a mitzvah to procreate, to have children. And even beyond just having the minimal amount of children that's necessary to fulfill the mitzvah, there's also, there's a concept of having even uh, more children than just the minimum. And so there's a question of when are you allowed to uh, go on birth control if there is a mitzvah and there's value to having children. So does that override your personal... For, there could be a whole many different reasons why you want to go on birth control, why a person, a couple, chooses uh, to go on birth control, uh, and when is it that we the mitzvah tells us that you're not allowed to go on on birth control, and when do we say that you are allowed to go on birth control? That is one big topic, which is not what our gemara is discussing. Our gemara is really discussing a different topic, which is about what we call hashchasa zera levatala or zera levatala. It's about, there is a separate Torah prohibition that even if we allow for birth control, but then the question is, what type of birth control uh, do we allow? Uh, because there is a separate Torah prohibition that you are not allowed to waste uh, semen. You're not allowed to waste semen. You, you can only uh, have it in the context of normal uh, sexual relations. You're only allowed to remove it in, in, in a context of normal sexual relations, and you cannot waste it. Uh, this Torah prohibition is actually not found as a straight-out rule. It doesn't say that you cannot waste semen. That's not the language that's used. This is actually found based on a story, and this story is found in the book of Bracious. happens to be that it's also a story that deals with Yibam. It's in the context of Yibam, of Yehuda and Tamar, and Tamar was married to one of the brothers, one of the children of Yehuda, and then that hu- husband passed away. And then a different brother performed the mitzvah of Yibam with her, with Tamar. And he, uh, basically, when they would have relations, the Gemara's clean language is, uh, that, that they use is that he would uh, plow inside and then plant outside. And so he would waste the semen. And the reason why he did that, why the first brother did that, was because uh, he knew that because of the laws of Yibam, that the child would really be some sort of extension of the first marriage, and it wouldn't necessarily connect to him. And so he wanted a child that would really connect to him, and so therefore he made sure that he wouldn't have children. And as a result, he was punished, and he, he died. And so then the next child did Yibam. And the reason why the next child did the same thing was, was for a different reason. It was because he wanted... Uh, to maintain the beauty of his wife and so he didn't want his wife to become pregnant and so therefore he did the exact same thing and he wasted uh, the semen and so and he also died as a punishment he also died and from there we learn that there is this prohibition we don't have it's not a straight out rule in the Torah but it's from that story where we prove from here the fact that they got punished shows us that this is something which is which you're not allowed to do. Um, so with that background, we will now read the Gemara. The Gemara is going to discuss when is it 
when are you allowed to use a moch, which is a cloth, uh, to remove the semen, to remove the zera? When is it allowed, when, it, when is it not allowed? And the Gemara is going to be discussing different cases of sakana, of danger. It would be dangerous uh, for the wife to become pregnant in this scenario, and because it's dangerous, so therefore, is it allowed, is it not allowed? So there's a lot of different factors that are involved in this. There's a factor of danger. When do we say that uh, you're allowed to put yourself into uh, some sort of danger? It, it, this, we'll see exactly uh, from the Gemara that this is not a case where there's outright danger here, uh, but it's uh, some sort of gray area of danger. And then there's also this, obviously, this other topic of hashras zera of destroying, uh, of destroying the zera of destroying the semen, which is a Torah prohibition. And this has, uh, this potentially has major practical ramifications in terms of if you do go on birth control, assuming that you've solved the first issue. So then, what type of birth control are you allowed to go on? Um, and this is this is a big issue, and we're only spending a few minutes on this. Uh, so please uh, do not use what uh, what we're discussing for with any practical halachic relevance. Uh, if you if there are any specific questions, so then uh, it should be guided to uh, a direct question to a competent rabbi. Uh, so the Gemara says as follows: Tani Rav Bibi Kamei Rav Nachman Rav Bibi said in front of Rav Nachman Shalosh Nashim Misham Shus there are three women who are allowed to, when they have relations, sexual relations, they're allowed to use a moch, some sort of cloth that they put into their body to prevent conception. These three women are a child, a minor, a pregnant woman, and uh, a wife who is nursing, if she's nursing already. Why? Why are these three, why are they allowed to do it? Uh, so a kitana a child is allowed to do it, shematis aber shematamas, because there's concern that if, especially in those days where pregnancy already uh, led, was very dangerous, if you have a child become pregnant, there's concern that she might become pregnant, and if she becomes pregnant, there's concern that she will die, that it will be very dangerous for, for the child. We're dealing with, we'll see exactly what age we're discussing in a few minutes, uh, but we're discussing a child. The second case where re- this first opinion allows... Um, allows women to use a moch, to use a cloth, is mu'beres. If she's pregnant, she's allowed to do it. Why? There's concern, there's concern that, at least in those days, there was such a concern that the uh, pregnant wife will become pregnant again during her pregnancy, which will then um, medically cause her first fetus to become like a sandal. She'll, essentially, there was they had concern in those days that it will, uh, based on their medical knowledge, that uh, that the the first fetus will get squashed essentially and die. And so, because of, out of that concern, uh, this first opinion says that somebody who's pregnant is allowed to use a moch, is allowed to use a cloth that she will insert uh, to remove the zera, to remove the semen. The third case is meinika. Uh, if you're, if the wife is nursing, if you have a nursing woman, so then she's allowed to because there's concern that she'll become pregnant. If she becomes pregnant, so then she'll lose her milk supply, and if she loses that, so they didn't have formula, and there's concern that the child will die. So essentially, we have three different cases: a child, 
a pregnant woman and a nursing woman, and there's concern in the, all three cases that it'll lead to some sort of danger, and because either danger to the mother or a danger to the fetus or even to the child, to the to the nursing uh, to the nursing baby, uh, for whatever re- the reason is, there's there's concern that it's going to lead to some sort of danger, and therefore she would be allowed to use a cloth, even though in general it is not allowed. Seemingly, it's not allowed. So then. Uh, she would be allowed to use a cloth to remove the zera, to remove the semen. The Gemara just uh, uh, explains, Vezuhi Kitana, what type of child are we dealing with, or what age are we dealing with here? So it's dealing with, a, we're discussing a girl who's 11 years old, from 11 to 12. Why? Because based on their understanding in those days, if she's younger than 11, she can't become pregnant. Uh, and if she's older than 12, so then it's not as much of a danger anymore. So that when we discuss a child, we're discussing a child where she is between the age of 11 and 12. Divrei Romero. This is all according to the first opinion. This is limited to the first opinion. The first opinion says uh, that uh, you're allowed to use a moch, you're allowed to use a moch, a, a uh, cloth uh, to remove the semen, um, in these three cases, because it's a dangerous situation. The second opinion, the majority, the Chachamim, Omer, and the Chachamim say, no, for all these cases, you're not allowed to do it. Mishameshes Kedarka, Veholechas. You're not allowed to use a cloth to remove the semen. She could have, they're allowed to have normal uh, sexual relations. And Hashem will have mercy upon them and that Hashem will make sure that uh, that uh, it doesn't lead to a dangerous situation. And the Chacham base themselves on the following idea, that Hashem protects uh, the simple. And the idea behind the second opinion, you have to know first exactly how dangerous at those in those days, what was the, how dangerous, how, how serious of a concern uh, was it? And so the second opinion, the Chachamim, the majority, in fact, they're of the opinion that if if it's if it's not such a dangerous, you have to know has how dangerous it is. But if it's a certain level of danger, where most people, anyways, are willing to take the risk, this is what the idea seems to be. Most people are willing to take this risk, anyways. So then they say most people are willing to take the risk. So then we allow it. Parallel to it's dangerous to drive a car. It's dangerous to drive a car. Uh, people got into accidents. People die when you drive a car. But we allow people to drive a car because it's become normal in society today. It's become normal to drive a car or to do uh, other similar things. It's normal. Uh, it's it's uh, other other dangerous, potentially dangerous activities, um, uh, which it becomes normal in society. So then. This second, the Chachamim say that it is allowed. So we have a dispute here. We have a machlokas, a dispute whether it would be permissible to uh, to use a moch, to use a cloth um, in order to prevent any sort of danger to these three people, to uh, to a child, uh, to a someone who's pregnant, and to someone who is nursing. Those are the three cases. Okay, so just to add a little bit to this discussion, uh, there's a big discussion 
We're only going to mention a few points here. This is really a, a bigger topic, which I hope to get to in, uh, in some of the classes that I have here locally in Vancouver. Uh, but just to discuss some of the issues briefly. Uh, one issue is, when, exa- when exactly is she inserting the moch, this cloth? Is she inserting it before they have relations, or is she inserting it after they have relations? And this is a big discussion. If she's inserting it before they have relations, uh, so then it seems as though there's a there's a pro- if not for the fact that this is dangerous, it seems as though that there is a prohibition here. At least for the chacham, the second position seems to say that there would be a prohibition, which is why they say that that uh, seemingly that you're not allowed to use it. Um, and so there's a discussion: is it beforehand or is it after? Which might depend upon. A few issues. Again, this is a big topic, but this might depend on a few issues. It might depend upon a um, when we allow it. So, is it always allowed when it's what we call derech tashmish, when it's the normal way to have relations? When it's the normal way to have relations, so then, uh, then maybe this prohibition doesn't apply. For example, uh, almost everybody agrees that you're a person's allowed to have. Everyone agrees that you're allowed to have relations with your wife who's pregnant, even though. Uh, it's not gonna, or with uh, your wife who can't, who just uh, they can't have children anymore. Uh, so if, let's say it's after menopause or whatever the case is, we allow you to have relations. Why? Isn't that wasting um, the semen? It's wasting the zera because it's not for the purpose of having children. The answer is is that as long as you do it in the normal way, that as long as you, it's not viewed as wasting if it's in the normal act of sexual relations. That. Everyone agrees too. Everyone agrees that that's allowed. So now the question becomes, well, if you're using a moth, a cloth, and she inserts the cloth in her body before you have relations, so is that now viewed as the normal way of have relations or not? That might be a, a potential question within this discussion. Is this viewed as the normal way of having relations or not? Um, it potentially might be viewed as the normal way of having relations, or it might not be, which would impact uh, whether this is prohibited in general or not. Uh, or some say that, no, what we're discussing here is after. We're discussing after they have relations, she uses a mulch, she uses a cloth to then remove the semen, to remove the zera. And to that, that becomes now a question, well, if she's removing it after relations, so then uh, that's not the normal way of of having relations, of of. of removing semen in the context of relations. This is no longer in the context of relations. So there should be a prohibition here. However, it gets into a different factor of does this prohibition apply only to men or does it also apply to women? Because the men are the ones that are initially removing the semen um, and they have the mitzvah of pruvu to have have children. Uh, So... Does it only apply to men or does it also apply to women? Because the women are the ones that are then using the moch, they're using this cloth uh, to remove the semen after they have relations. So that's another factor uh, to keep in mind. Is the prohibition only on men? Is it on women? Is it on both? Uh, that is uh, that is a, a big discussion. There is another discussion, a very interesting discussion of, according to the first opinion, according to Rameyer who says that there's a prohibition, uh, sorry, that says that it's allowed because it's a dangerous situation. Why don't we say as follows? If it's a dangerous situation, and there's also a prohibition here to waste the zera, to waste the semen, so then why don't we say as follows? Why don't we say 
that fine, there's a way to solve both. You won't violate the prohibition and it won't lead to a dangerous situation. Well, tell them, tell the couple, don't have relations, don't have sexual relations. Why can't we do that? It'll remove yourself from the Torah prohibition and of wasting the semen and it won't lead to a dangerous situation. So to that, there are a few answers. I'll present two answers. One answer is that no, because there's a mitzvah. There is a mitzvah to uh, to uh, to have to have sexual relations. There is a mitzvah to have sexual relations, and within the context of that mitzvah, this Torah prohibition does not exist. This prohibition does not exist within the context of that mitzvah. That is one approach. A different, alternative approach is to say that uh, the only time that there's a prohibition to waste semen is only if it's for the reasons that the Torah gives. In that story, in the context of that story, there were different reasons that why they wasted the semen. They wasted the zera, And those were basically for selfish reasons. It was for selfish concerns because uh, I, I want to ma- make sure that my wife remains... Uh, she, she, she continues to, to remain uh, beautiful uh, or the other reasons that are given... It's all for selfish reasons, uh, but if it's not for selfish reasons over here, it's because you wanna you you, you wanna engage in marital relations, and you also want to make sure that your wife is safe, that she's that she's safe, that she's not she's not going to be put into a dangerous situation. So then, it's perfectly allowed. It wouldn't even fall under this prohibition, and so that is also uh, part of the discussion. Why why is this allowed? Why don't we say that you just shouldn't have relations altogether? And these are, those are two, uh, two answers that are given. There are other answers that are also given, but those are two of the answers that are given. So again, this, is, this really leads to a lot of, a lot of discussions. Um, there is also, Ramosha Feinstein discusses this. He says that uh, the use of a condom would not be viewed as part of uh, normal relations. It's very different than using a cloth. The cloth is inserted inside the the wife. To to use a condom would not be viewed as the normal way because the the semen never actually gets to the wife, and so therefore it's not allowed. Others, a minority opinion, disagreed, but the vast majority follows the opinion. We all seem to follow the we all follow the opinion of Moshe Feinstein. And then there's other discussions now that we have birth control pills and um, spermicide. So this leads to uh, a discussion in terms of. Uh, would that be uh, those are those are better uh, approaches to take? Again, this is only within the context of when birth control is already permissible. There's a whole separate discussion about whether it's permissible or not uh, if uh, there's a mitzvah to have children, which is really a whole separate discussion. So that those few lines are really the a lead to a very big discussion about what is allowed and what is not allowed. What are you allowed to use uh, in terms of birth control?